great evil spreading throughout the many verses. And you may be your only chance of stopping it. Don't make me fight you. I am really good. I don't believe you. Hello and welcome to Step and Repeat, a weekly movies and award show podcast by your two neighborhood friendly film buffs. I'm Andrew. And I'm Matt. And each week, Matt and I roll out the red carpet and step and repeat banner for a feature film of the week. We are in the throes of uh, our Oscars miniseries, where we will be covering a nominee each week up until the ceremony. And since it's been a little bit of a surprise, the movie that we are covering first in our miniseries is... Everything, everywhere, all at once. Whose trailer you just heard at the top of the episode. Yes. And we did this movie in part because it is the most nominated film. (laughs) So uh, we talked a little bit about this in our trailer episode, but uh, could be perceived as the front runner in a number of categories. Yeah. It is nominated for 11 Academy Awards, including, quickly run through the list, Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actress, two Best Supporting Actresses, Best Supporting Actor, Best Original Screenplay, Best Costume Design, Best Film Editing, Best Score, Original Score, and Best Original Song. So a whole host of nominations got into the double digits there. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. That I know. small movie. I mean, it's like, well, I don't know. It's not. Yeah, this like small, like A24 movie just like racked up this many, you know, like I think what like Titanic got 11 nominations and like Lord of the Rings got 11 nominations. And like somehow like this movie, like just like is on par with those, you know, it, that's crazy. Yeah, it's actually really interesting. In the past several years, the movie that has gotten the most nominations actually does not has not done well in terms yeah. of winning. Right. Um, the last time the a film that got the most nominations won Best Picture was The Shape of Water in 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that said, despite this trend, I still think this movie is the front runner <laughs> to win Best Picture. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would say, like, I, I'm always skeptical when movies like that get a lot of nominations. You know, like you said, like they won't win a lot. But this one, you know, this is a this is a favorite among a lot of folks, and um, I I agree. I think this one is going to be the front runner in a lot of those categories. Um, especially the acting categories i think i was telling you a few weeks ago um the last movie to win the big five you know director picture actor actress and writing was silence of the lambs and while this one isn't nominated for acting uh or best actor um i i think this one actually has like the closest shot of winning or coming close to winning the big five what it wouldn't be the big five it would be the big four um but i don't think a movie has won all four of those in like in a, really since the 90s or since silence of the lambs so that's insane that like this movie is just getting that much you know reception and um yeah I, I just, yeah it's and it's 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 great it's one of my favorites of the year so um and i rewatched it again last night so um i i, I love it and um i would be 
I would be so happy if it uh it won. I remember when I, when I saw it, I was like, I, I didn't even think that it was going to get nominations. You know, I, I was, I thought it was really good. I was like, wow, this is great. But it's like, you know, it's too early for it. It's coming out too early. It's not going to get the recognition it deserves. And I was like, Michelle Yao, like she blew me away. I was like, she is so good. And I was like, Do you, maybe she'll get a nomination for this. Maybe. And then, but I was like, yeah, maybe not. And it's still, it's too early. I don't remember when it came out. I think it's like April or March. 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 Yeah. Um, but sure enough, like, I mean, I was calling for her best actress for her in back in March. And sure enough, I mean, she's just sweeping up award season. So, yeah. Um, before we get too far into any sort of discussion about the movie or politics of the Oscars, <laughs> um, uh, take a quick step back and um, say who <laughs> who we're going to be talking about over um, the course of this episode. So, um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, I'm getting ahead of yeah. myself. <laughs> uh, it's very easy to do that with this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it is, we should say, it's directed by Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, um, who are collectively known as the Daniels. So um, that's kind of just how they go. They're a directing pair. Um, pretty much the only other major feature film that they had done um, is the movie Swiss Army Man with um, Paul Dano from The Fablemans yep. and um, and also, um, uh, uh, oh my God, um, why am I blanking on his name? Harry Potter. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, Daniel. Um, yeah, oh, just oh like, Harry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, we, we can choose yeah. a bunch of guys from Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, no, but just, Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, right, right. Daniel right. Radcliffe. Yeah. yeah. Which yep. uh, movie famously about a farting corpse. Yes. So, yes. so um, uh, but now it's all coming back. Right. Right. All you need but, to say is farting corpse. Yeah, and that is like literally the only other major film that they've done. So, um, to go from that movie to, uh, to this to being like an uh, Oscar-nominated pair, and I think they're the first pair since the Coen Brothers. Um, to be nominated for um, Best Director. Pairs are not common at all. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they're the directors and um, the stars of this are uh, Michelle Yeoh um, of a, a number, huge, huge Hollywood um, action star. Um, so of movies like Crashing Tiger, Hidden Dragon, uh, and um, she's a, a a Bond girl. She's in uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah. Um, so uh, she's so she would be recognizable to a lot of millennial folks, and this movie has a lot to do with millennial relationships mm-hmm. <laughs> and their parents. Um, so she's the star. So she's nominated for Best Actress, um, and then also we have. Uh, Ki-Hui Kwan, uh, who um, is nominated for Best Supporting Actor, and uh, he is uh, also known to a lot of uh, millennials and Gen X for his um, young, for his movies as a child star. So he was in Indiana Jones uh, in the Temple of Doom. So again, another connection to the Fablemans with Steven Spielberg. (laughs) And, um, And also he was in The Goonies. He was Data in The Goonies. Uh, and he uh, has a very interesting story um, that we can get to because he basically gave up on Hollywood because Hollywood gave up on him. So, um, but he's back um, as an adult playing uh, Evelyn, uh, uh, um, Evelyn's husband uh, here, Waymond. Um, sorry, Evelyn is a, 
uh, Michelle Yeoh's character. <laughs> His name should have mentioned that. Um, and uh, also, um, also stars uh, Stephanie Sue, who's a relative newcomer, um, in uh, as their daughter. Uh, and I think she gives an extraordinary performance in this movie. Um, and I'm so glad she got a nomination. Uh, so she plays her um, daughter, Joy, and uh, also nominated um, is Jamie Lee Curtis, um, who kind of got a career nomination yeah. <laughs> for this. Um, but uh, she plays a, a um, like an IRS inspector uh, and... Um, a whole other bunch of characters uh, because <laughs> this movie is <laughs> all about the multiverse essentially, and so there's a lot of different, a lot of different characters and different perspectives. So really, these people are playing a whole number of characters. It's not just one, but those are like the prime examples. Um, and then the only other person who's like a major character who's not nominated. Um, but is James Hong, um, who plays um, the the grandfather figure uh, in in this movie, um, and he uh, he is in like literally hundreds and hundreds of movies. His um, his background is just like so prolific, um, and so uh, so yeah. So you would probably recognize him from from somewhere but yeah some yeah. movie you've seen yeah. somewhere yeah <laughs> yeah yeah he's great too so the whole cast is great gosh um especially since you just watched it um how would you <laughs> describe this movie um it's a bot feels like it's impossible to uh give a sole sort of uh um, premise uh i always kind of thought it was like a jab at um like the direction like superhero movies are going with like the whole multiverse thing i i always kind of i Kind of when I saw it, like first saw it, I thought it was more like a parody than anything else. Um, kind of like making fun of that whole, like what we're doing, like with movies, like you know, how do we recycle characters, recycle old characters? Um, but you know, I, I mean, the plot, the plot is that um, this this family goes and um, this the struggling family, um, Michelle uh, Michelle Yao and uh, and her husband are you know, having, they're having, uh, marriage difficulties. Uh, Wayman is her husband. So Evelyn and Wayman are having marriage difficulties. Evelyn's having trouble connecting with her daughter, Joy. Um, the age gap there. Joy's, um, recently just came out as, or as a lesbian. She has a girlfriend who's trying to introduce her mom. So there's a whole, um, modern family dynamic working there, um, or trying to work there mixed in with like traditional family values. Um, cause James Hong kind of represents, uh, the old school, um, I, I think, I believe they're Chinese, the old school, like Chinese beliefs and values. So Michelle Yao is kind of stuck in the middle of this family trying to please her daughter, but also please her dad. So it's a whole thing. So there's a big disconnect in this family. Anyway, um, eventually Michelle Yao, Evelyn finds out that she's, um, she's like this superhero in uh, this infinite multiverse of um, verses and, uh she yeah and wayman her husband um kind of she he kind of is the mastermind behind all of this he's uh he comes into our universe i'm going to say our universe meaning like what's current day in the movie and tells her you know we're you know you're this like powerful person um and there's a threat there's an enemy like coming after you um and essentially it's a movie where she has to channel her um 
and herself from all over the verses to save the world or save the universe, save the multiverse. Um, and in the end, spoiler alert, um, the big bad guy ends up being her daughter, played by Stephanie, Stephanie Sue. Um, and but so the, it's kind of a fun ride. It's very funny. There's a lot of funny jokes. Um, it pokes fun at itself. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, but in the end, there's a deeper meaning there of Evelyn trying to reconnect with Joy and her husband um, and how they get there through these like insane, crazy uh, ways. Um, so so it it's it's a movie that, again, like doesn't take itself too seriously. It's a lot of fun. It's really fun to watch. Um, but there is, you know, a very deeper, somber meaning at the end, um, the themes, the motifs, the metaphors that come together at the end um, in very funny and lighthearted ways. Um, and I feel like it does speak a lot to the zeitgeist and the, um, the new generation coming up and connecting with, you know, boomers and Gen X. And it's um, it's how like it's it's really how all families like it's about how families are trying to connect in this insane world we live in today um i i guess the metaphor for me there i picked it up is you know technology and cell phones and how um there's a disconnect there's no pun intended a disconnect um between people between human beings because of um these devices that were supposed to bring us together which are just causing you know different worlds among people and different <laughs> in like in reality in today's world and it's um it's just it's it's kind of showing ways how we can kind of come together again and connect again. So um, there's a lot of things you, I feel like I took away from this uh, this movie. There's a lot of things I feel like there's a lot of different meanings people can take away, um, which is which is good, which is the point. Um, and it's you know, it's it's a movie something everyone can can find a little bit of happiness in it. I, I think I don't know if maybe I you got. Well, different meanings from it, but um, that's kind of what I got. Right. My favorite, my favorite aspect of this movie is kind of what you um, touched on of our current culture just being um, inundated with information at all sort, every angle that you can't. I mean, because of our phones and social media whatnot we just have you have to be like an expert at everything and and it 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 creates this gap of it creates a gap of connectivity <laughs> paradoxically and um that it's so this is a sort of bringing all that all that to light and you know just making sure um the struggle to pay attention to to people and kind of listen to listen to what they're saying um uh so it's a movie about communication and um you know particularly in in families um so, so I find that really, really touching and heartwarming. I actually, um, there are some, there are some like really just sort of heartbreaking <laughs> scenes in this movie uh, towards the end um, in, in particular. Uh, and like very famously, this famous um, 
this movie is very much known for its iconography, I think. So, um, like you've probably seen the googly eyes everywhere. So like googly eyes, like play a role or the hot dog fingers Um, and um, or the rocks and like the rocks are probably my favorite. And, um, uh, and like they're, because it keeps like playing with these just like oddball things in these multiple, in these all these universes um, there's like a like really sort of emotional scene like involving two rocks <laughs> like towards I, the end yeah i cried like so much at that like last scene um where like they're just talking like uh, and i knew it was coming too and i was like i cried the first time and then i cried the second time again so it's so emotional yeah it's just like the rocks like they're two rocks and just like saying those words without any sort of context is just like sounds very strange to anyone who may not have seen this movie. But like, I promise you, if you just kind of stick with it, it um, there is there is sort of payoff um, payoff there too. Um, and I mean, it, it's it, it's especially bold, I find, uh, because the directors had mentioned I'm like obsessed with generations. So the directors of the Daniels are are millennials. They're like 34 and 35. And um and Stephanie Sue is um the actress is 32. I don't know. I can't remember if how what they say, what her age in this movie is roughly, but um but like roughly kind of like speaking, speaking from a millennial voice, um, I find it like fascinating that they they make Evelyn the the main character. So it's like really kind of about making their parents <laughs> a superhero. So um I I find that like a a sort of really kind of fascinating choice. And it's like in in part because why it's why I love both Stephanie Sue's and Michelle Yeoh's performance um, because you both really feel their struggle to get their points across like through um, throughout the movie and especially I mean it's it's a very difficult role I think for Michelle Yeoh because she's like very stern like at times and i think i think at first you're like really supposed to root for joy and um you really kind of feel bad for joy um stephanie sue um and but like as the movie sort of progresses and kind of stephanie sue gets to play villains (laughs) um and so like the roles kind of like end up being reversed and and they both get um a lot of juicy juicy sort of material scenery to chew on really um but it's it's like very very difficult um to feel like to empathize with both of them because they are ostensibly coming from very extreme different points of views and that you can't find any sort of reconciliation um but they do and like you do you never sort of cross that rubicon of the finding of into unlikability um that they can never return from so um and it kind of all culminates in um really powerful messages (laughs) at the end 
Um, yeah. So yeah, so that's that's their my two favorite performances in this movie yeah. because of who they who they're playing. Yeah. Um, one thing I also really liked too was um the question about or the message about like what is happiness. Um there's a scene kind of like a quarter of the way through, um, where Michelle Yao sees herself in another universe as like this famous actress and like someone who's like attending all these awards and it's kind of funny because they take clips of her actually attending like like crazy rich agents premiere um the real yeah, michelle yo the real <laughs> yeah. Michelle yeah. so and it's funny because she's you know she'll she's attending award season for this movie um but she says you know oh i saw my life um if i didn't come with um her husband and i i saw it and i saw what it was like to be happy um i wish you know i wish he was here now so i could i wish um my husband or Wayman were here now so I could tell him what it was like, what I saw. Um, and she was just like, so mesmerized the life she could have had. Uh, whereas like, you know, in the end she realizes like happiness was right there, right in front of her all along. Um, but the struggle was that the, was that she had to literally go through the multiverse and find different parts of herself um, to show herself how she could be happy which I think it really like kind of speaks to me. Like, it's like how, like what part of my life, you know, do I need to pull from, you know, to show like that I am happy or like, or like to prove to myself that I am happy or like what parts of my life, like, do I stress on like the negative that are, that's like really depressing. And, um, you know, like I go to like social media and like Instagram and I see like everyone in their perfect lives and I'm just like, Oh my God, like my life sucks. It's, it's so depressing. Um, it's like just pulling from all these different areas of life and like, and everything. And it's like, what is happiness? You know, like where, how, how do I find happiness and peace? Um, I mean, we don't have the multiverse to, to pick from, but um, yeah, I, I thought that was a great message. Just a great message too. Uh, uh, probably the most famous line um, from this movie is um, comes from uh, Kihei Kwan um, in uh, in another life, I would have uh, really liked just doing laundry and taxes with you. I know. Oh, it's really, yeah. Um, oh, what a tearjerker. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, they, this um, movie also, they have like, there's a lot of referential. It's like, it's a very cinephile type movie um, too. So like they, there's like extended sequences um, kind of like as like an homage to In the Mood for Love. So, um, and I think that's probably, I think that's where, um, where, where they say that line, um, the laundry and taxes line. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so yeah, so it's not, um, I, I, in, in some ways it's extremely unconventional pick for the Academy Awards (laughs) and, um, in other ways I can see how, like, how they, would like it um but all in all i'm like shocked at how long its life has been um right yeah because it came out in march 2022 it premiered at south by southwest um and came out in theaters very soon after uh and um and has really um kind of sailed on <laughs> sailed on through since then oh should mention um it is available to um 
at home right now, but it's also um, coming back to theaters after it's uh, Oscar nominations for a so, third time. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it it's it was a g- huge global box office success and made over a hundred million dollars. So it's a twenty four's most successful movie ever. Oh, also a twenty four, the studio with the most nominations at the Oscars this year, mostly thanks to Everything Everywhere, but um, some other um, some other movies too. And um, so it was a huge, huge um, box office uh, success um, and uh, kind of, especially like with the Oscars, um, kind of questions people, I think, sort of like unfairly say like the Oscars like don't award like popular movies and like a very popular movie (laughs) is is got the most nominations this year so um so yeah so the writings the writings are on the wall but like no one I think expected this movie to become a the smash success that it did yeah no it's um like I said like I when I saw it I I had no idea where did this come from um sure enough it held up and i i i think it's you know i'm i'm very happy i'm very happy for the success that this has had um and i you know it's been a consistently like favorite movie of mine throughout the year um full disclosure i was kind of lukewarm the first time that i saw it (laughs) uh it's i think the parts that i didn't particularly like were the I, I didn't the humor didn't really connect with me the first time I saw it. Um yeah, which is understandable. Yeah. yeah. Like there's like a scene where like they like have to like trigger like different ways to get to like different verses. Like and one is like where they stuck like a butt plug. But I'm like, really? Like Yeah, like yeah, like the butt plugs, the the hot dog fingers didn't really work for me either. Yeah. Um but like but then like the rocks do work for me. So it's like, it's, yeah. it was kind of for me, like at first some, some aspects of um, it's cutesiness really like didn't really click for me and, but some did. So um, it is a, it is a movie though, that like with more time, um, like those are the sorts of things that I like that don't stick with me <laughs> as long. Yeah. So like the, the parts that I really, really do like, like, have stuck with me more more so so over time i've like grown much more much more into the the positive lane i was never in a negative lane but i think i was kind of more lukewarm i think also in part because my expectations were sky 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 high because of just the huge huge reactions yeah out of south by and um and just word of mouth. So, but right. I do, I do really, really like this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think, I think all like the, like the little, like, like the fart jokes and all that. I, I, I kind of like them just cause like, again, like, I don't think this is like a movie that's not purposely not taking itself too seriously. And, um, you know, there's a, they were finding ways to keep it lighthearted and um, like taking very serious topics and keeping it lighthearted. And um, I mean, I didn't mind it. And I, um, you know, 
also sometimes <laughs> just like fart jokes. <laughs> right, uh, right. It's like I I don't want to feel like like I'm yeah. sitting on a high horse sort of right. thing. So, so. <laughs> I gotta pull you down. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Um. All right. Well. Uh. Do you want to? I guess get in a little um politics. I guess of. Oscars. The awards, yeah, yeah. Oh, I want Michelle Yeoh to win Best Actress so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were having discussions at work um, about like the Best Actress category this year, and like there's like people like at my job are surprisingly like very passionate about this this year. I don't know why, but they were like, "Well, Matt- it looks like we're going back to like Oscars so white, and like there's four white actresses and one Asian, and yeah, I guess we hit our quota of diversity this year." And I was like, "Well, you know, it's." There's a there's a, a campaign in there that <laughs> got its got its grubby little fingers on um, the best one of the best actor slots, but that's that's a discussion for another day. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's again like Michelle Yao is the only non-white actress in a category of four other white actresses, and um, so that's that's a little, I guess, frustrating. Um, kind of taking a step back in terms of the diversity where uh, how far the Oscars have come in recent years. I don't want to say how far, but, um, but yeah, I mean, and she's, I think right now she's the clear front runner for, to, to win. Um, And I think, and I think this movie has also done like a hell of a job with its campaigning for its Oscars. Um, Just like, I mean, a 24 in general has done a really good job. Um, So I, I I don't know. what, What do you think? I'm I'm not so sure she's a clear front runner for best actress. Um oh, really? between oh yeah, it's like it's a coin toss between her and Kate Blanchett. Um like I just think Kate Blanchett's losing traction. Um the thing is Tar kind of overperformed. It like Tar popped up in some other categories, like cinematography. Wow. And yeah, that's crazy. like um yeah. <laughs> Can we talk cinematography. Oh my god, the we could do a whole episode on the cinematography. <laughs> like, where did that come from? <laughs> it's that category is bonkers this year. And um, but like so it it performed like in these below-the-line aspects and Tar is like really not going to win anywhere else. Like the only place where it's like a possible win is like best actress. And like, and even the people who don't really like Tar kind of find Kate Blanchett's performance like undeniable. Um, the problem is Kate Blanchett has already won two Oscars. <laughs> right. Exactly. Also, and the Academy has like kind of trended towards giving people multiple oscars as of late um especially in the actress category so like Frances mcdormand has like three best actress oscars so like it's it's within the realm of possibility that like they will do this again for like another towering performance in tar that said like michelle yo they like has never won an oscar people love this movie it's probably the best picture front runner like it's um and her performance is like equally great, well loved in in Hollywood. So it's 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 really a coin toss for me right now. Like, and even depending on who wins the SAG, the Screen Actors Guild Award, like I, it's I I don't know. I'm going to be holding my breath up until they read the envelope. Yeah, yeah, we shall see. It's it'll be it'll be a race. I I I think 
Tar itself has been losing traction, which has made me think like Kate Blanchett has been losing traction. And I, I just, I don't like, again, going back to like the diversity thing, I, I just, I don't see the voters picking like another, <laughs> another white woman over the only person of non or the only person of color or uh in the uh, best that's category. that's aspirational you have yeah it's aspirational i know i know <laughs> yeah. i know it's just it's my my hopes <laughs> so yeah. um that not to say i don't like Kate Blanchett. i thought she was great in tar for what i thought was okay movie um but yeah i i i, I again i i i think she's she's the front runner so um but again, that's just personal choice. Not, not the, not the, um, not the, not the true word. But um, if there is anything of a lock in any category anywhere this year, it's Kihikwe Kwan uh, for best supporting oh, yeah. actor, though. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, he's he's gonna win that hands down. Don't even look at the other nominees. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like you know, someone who's been out of Hollywood for what thirty some years comes back and wins best supporting actor cat uh, Oscar. It's that's crazy. Yeah. Um, and I actually like, I think he's good in the movie, but like, it's, I think it's just like that category is so weak this year. Yeah. That, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, like, it's, it's he, he's not the performance I'm thinking of after I finish watching a movie. Right. Well, it's definitely Michelle. Well, for me, it's between Michelle Yao and um, Stephanie Sue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I just, yeah, the rock scene gets me <laughs> every time. Yeah. There are also uh, some like bonkers nominations that this got. Like I'm shocked it got into best uh, score and best original song. Um, and so David Byrne from Talking Heads did the did the song. Um, so <laughs> Talking Heads are kind of a Oscar nominee now. Yeah, um, and Sunwalks did the score. I don't think I've ever heard. I don't think I've heard the song. Is it, this is a life it's like it's uh, slow and it's yeah. it's weird it's it's a strange nomination for sure but like again if i'm talking about tar overperforming, uh this kind of showed up in places like score and song that it never i took. know i know i yeah i yeah the score doesn't really stick out to me as well either but um it's grown on me i've been listening to it all oh, more and more okay. so i yeah, think it I'll... i do think it's it's quite good but yeah maybe i'll give it a Maybe I'll give it a watch or a listen without the visuals. Uh, what else we nominated for? Um, screenplay. Jamie Lee Curtis. Could, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about screenplay first, real quick. <laughs> uh, no, I think it's good, kind of goes the same with um, with directors. It's the Daniels, so it could it could win. If it doesn't win, it'll go to Banshees of Inisherin and Martin McDonough. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and uh, um, supporting actress, both Jamie Lee Curtis and Stephanie Sue. Um, we'll see. I think, I think I Stephanie think, Sue has. I think Angela Bassett's shot. still the front runner. Right, definitely Angela Bassett's the front runner. But as but behind, I think um, as far as like the two in this movie, I would say Stephanie Sue's definitely more of a shot than um, Jamie Lee Curtis. But I do love Jamie Lee Curtis, and I'm really happy she got her Oscar nomination finally after so many years. I thought she deserved a nomination for <laughs> the remake of Halloween. I loved, I loved her in that in 2018 Halloween. Um, I want her to but, win one award to go up on stage and just give like the craziest speech, the craziest ever speech heard. ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She would. Oh my god, she just like let. Oh, I love her. I love her so much. So, um, yeah, I think. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think we pretty much 
cover most of the aspects of everything ever all at once yes yeah, i mean for a movie called everything everywhere all at once it's impossible to cover everything yeah everywhere, all at once <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of everything ever all, all at once, I've got to be every everywhere all at once. So I think we're going to wrap this up today and um, we'll be back next week with a surprise uh, nominated film for uh, this year's Oscars. So we will uh, I will be picking and um, you will be uh, hearing that film next week. Our analysis, breakdown, rundown, politi- Oscar politics, all that good stuff. So but in the meantime, that's a wrap from us. But we would love to hear more from you, as always. Let us know what you thought of today's show and what you thought of Everything Ever All at Once and your thoughts on its Oscar contentions, if you had the chance to watch it. Um, as always, you can reach us on Twitter at RepeatStepPod and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash StepanRepeatPod or send us an email at StepanRepeatPod at gmail.com. You can also find more of our reviews on the Letterboxd app. Andrew is at A Shine and I'm at MGrant1219. And as always, please spend a few seconds to rate and review us in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Those reviews help us find new listeners. Um, and if you give us a five-star review, we will give you a 60-second review of any film of your choosing. It doesn't even have to be this year's ceremony. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. And I think I speak for Andrew when I say it's an honor just to be considered. <laughs>